0: Hello and welcome to the Intercultural Podcast, where we discuss the unique challenges of intercultural relationships, including differences of nationality, ethnicity, or religion. I am Ibrahim.
1: And I'm Jenna. Each week we discuss a different topic on living and thriving in an increasingly global society.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on air
1: live on the air not well not live maybe in the future one day <laughs> so how how's your week been
0: it's been pretty busy yeah well yeah so far going back to school again next week oh shoot yeah i was i was on vacation and other than else it's same new york weather is a little bit nicer
1: yeah i saw an email earlier today mm-hmm. That the animal shelter is like an urgent need of kitten fosters again. Oh. So what do you think?
0: <laughs> well, I'd say go for it.
1: I'm thinking about it. Even though like I was ready to adopt a dog. But now I'm like, well, we haven't done it yet. I don't know. It's a lot of work bottle feeding those things. Oh. Every three hours. Yeah, you got to wake up.
0: Then you go to shelter. Mm-hmm. If you like apply for fostering again, is it like hundred percent sure that you're they're gonna give you kittens, not a like adult cat?
1: you could foster an adult cat too kind of it depends on what they have and like what you offer. Oh. they're not just gonna send animals to you. you have to ask mm. about whatever they have available at the time and yeah, so I don't know it's a it was a lot of work and very hard to part with them when they are like grown, so that's why I'm like. <laughs> no, I'm not sure if I'm gonna do it again. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I love the, the kittens that you had. Yeah, I know. You were fostering, you know?
1: Memo loved them too.
0: Yeah, especially when we we're doing podcasts. Like they were eating mics and the cables and the USB.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw some tiny little teeth marks on some cords.
0: They were being very really playful nonstop. The moment that melts my heart is like, to sleep on on our laps.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're Tell just something. babies. Yeah,
0: like I, can't. I really miss those guys.
1: I don't want to think about it because I'll be sad. So, no, I'm sorry. I'll switch to our topic today.
0: Yeah, manners. Let's let's talk about manners
1: and etiquette. Yeah.
0: Do you have an authoritarian family?
1: Authoritarian family, like in terms of etiquette, disciplinary. Oh, discipline. I don't think so. No. <laughs>
0: They, like, teach you how to be mannerful all the time?
1: Mm, uh, Not too much. My parents definitely taught us to treat everyone with respect and kindness.
0: Mm, yeah, and in some way, my family wasn't that strict. But I remember my grandpa tried to teach me how to be a real gentleman. Oh. Yeah, especially talking, how to greet people how to greet elderly
1: how to greet an elderly person
0: elderly person
1: right because you guys that's the traditional behavior
0: oh yeah definitely i remember in my childhood i wouldn't like wear shorts Mm. when my grandpa or my 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 dad was around
1: so you're only allowed to wear pants your whole Mm. childhood yeah wow
0: other than sleeping yeah When I, like, talk to him, I we almost, like, had this calling each other, like, me calling him, like, sir.
1: Ugh, I don't like that.
0: Not, like, being more more friendly, but more, like, serious.
1: What you are describing earlier, he's the authoritarian figure of the family, kind of? Yeah, he was, yeah. Wow.
0: I mean, I I learned a lot from that, and also, like, had some negative impact on me later, because, I don't know, like, at the end of the day, manners are good
1: manners are a thing to to guide people on how to show respect like in public spaces or like between people it's it's kind of like this buffer to make things more peaceful mhm if that makes sense yeah but if it's just a an arbitrary thing then it's just kind of weird
0: i hate walking with a speaker playing music on the street <laughs> I hate that. Well, if I want to listen to music, I just put my earpods on.
1: Yeah. No one,
0: no one ever has to listen to that other than me.
1: Yeah. Well, in a perfect world, everyone would just have their headphones on and not, you know, well, okay, not at a party, but you know what I mean. Yeah. People in New York really like to rev their engine and like play really loud music out their window sometimes. That's
0: the other thing I hate about.
1: And it just bounces off all the buildings. So the sound is like magnified and it's just, you know, no one, no one appreciates that. We're all just looking at you.
0: But I guess it because of normality when they're not getting called out because of that, you know?
1: Yeah. No.
0: I can't say I'm like pretty like mannerful, but in public spaces, the last thing I want is any other person, like any other people's attention around me, you know? I'd like to be invisible. If I'm invisible, that means I don't have any harm to other people, or not harm, maybe like not disturbance. I'd say, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty like afraid of, afraid of that being a disturbance to other person. I don't, I don't smoke. I don't smoke like if there's like a lot of people around me, you know.
1: mm mm-hmm. You and me are really similar, like outside, because that's my greatest like anxiety that. I'll receive negative attention from people yeah, around me. Like I hate that. Yeah. But the thing is, the thing I am so conscious of living here is walking on the sidewalk and some people are respectful of others around them and it's busy, you know, there's lots of people, there's not a lot of space on some of those sidewalks and some people are respectful of others and some people are really really not and I just am confronted with this because our sidewalks are pretty crappy like they're small there's not a lot of space and mm-hmm. we're close to we're in midtown so it's busy and a lot of men <laughs> don't move for women on the sidewalk mm. and the thing that a lot of people do now is if you don't move when there's plenty of space for you to move they just collide into the man. And I've done this before. Like, I clipped a guy because he was just for no reason taking up the whole sidewalk, and I'm, like, on the edge. I'm just done. It's so disrespectful. Give me your space. Yeah, that makes me crazy. Me too. Anyway, sorry for going on a rant about this, but it's a constant problem in my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I hate going outside. During the rush hour.
1: I want to change neighborhoods. I want those big sidewalks, you know.
0: Where is that exactly?
1: Wider sidewalks?
0: Yeah.
1: Upper, upper Manhattan.
0: Upper Manhattan.
1: Oh. oh, man. I was walking from the Upper East Side the other day, and there was like a park, and the sidewalks were like as big as the street. And it was just, I was like, oh, my God. What if I lived here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some people... I would say most people aren't like us with our awareness of other people at all times. Like, most people don't have that self awareness to that level. And some people have none at all. And you see this with a lot of certain guys. I feel like <laughs> I'm sorry for like ranting about men all the time, just will walk into the street. They don't care. Or, be walking backwards and just walk into someone no no thought to the outside world at all you know
0: i do (laughs) i guess you cannot change that
1: you can't but you can make them feel uncomfortable for being a jerk if you want
0: yeah you don't want to mess with these people i do you do
1: new york changed me though i didn't used to be like that Mm. i used to be really quiet and just keep to myself and now I can't even control what comes out of my mouth when someone's disrespectful to me. Mm. This one guy, he said to me as I was walking by him, hey, baby. And immediately I just said, fuck you. Like, I can't even control the words coming out of my mouth. It's just automatic. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe.
0: <laughs> you can't believe you did that?
1: I can't believe that came out of my brain and into the world by without me choosing.
0: <laughs> Immediate reaction. I like yeah. that.
1: But sometimes it gets you into trouble. Like some guys will become aggressive towards you if you deny their whatever pestering, I'll call it. If you deny mm. them, like they become crazy. I mean, fortunately, for women in New York, there's always other people around. So if a guy is like insane, someone will help you. And New Yorkers are really good about helping people around them. Oh yeah. So it's not as much as of a risk. Whereas, like, I've been followed by a guy down like an empty street before.
0: Jesus, oh my god!
1: And this woman saved my life. She like came out of nowhere. She was like this short, small girl. Okay. And she asked me if the, these two guys that were, like, following me home from a bar, she asked me if I knew them. And I said no. And she screamed at them until they left. And that was so brave. And it was just us on the street, empty street. And I will forever, like, be touched by that moment, you know? Yeah. So it would be nice if people had more manners outside Would respect that other people have things... They're li- just living their life and they don't need to be <laughs> disturbed by you. They're not here for your attention or or to be disrespected. That would be nice. That's how I would rule the world.
0: <laughs> you know, because of those guys like that, uh, that got me thinking that sometimes like if I'm like walking in the street and there's a, a lady in front of me walking, I try to keep a distance between them, you know, because I, I don't want them to feel like I'm
2: Stalking? following
0: something. Yeah, following someone. That's the last thing I wanna do. Even sometimes I change the sidewalk. I just go across the street or some or something, mm-hmm. and like try to keep my head down. But sometimes it happens to be we are going to same direction. Yeah. So I got I get really stressed about it.
1: Oh man.
0: Yeah. I sometimes like stop and then wait <laughs> a minute or two. I'll just start continue walking again. I'm not, I'm not bragging about it, but this is something I have to deal with because of. Reputation about
1: because of horrible people that ruin it for everyone. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Always like, oh, is this like, am I scaring someone? Like, does she feel intimidated Mm -hmm. by me? You know? But sometimes if I'm like in if I'm in a hurry, I have to pass them, you know? Yeah. So
1: well, sometimes there's nothing you can do in that situation.
0: I know. It's just
1: I mean, I think it's nice to to be aware of oh, I could be seen as a threat to someone to be aware of that. I think is nice but sometimes you have to live your life too you know you can't be like I'll just wait like 10 minutes for her to get far enough away. <laughs> you know you can't always do that so.
0: I know it sounds too naive but that's what I do.
1: I've heard of like other guys talk about that as well being afraid of being seen as a predator or yeah, making someone like, upset.
0: You Even sometimes get me like thinking if I have to ask a question if I have to ask for directions or something I tend to choose males. <laughs> over females
1: which you should do yeah i'm sorry because every single time a man has asked me for directions in new york they're not actually asking for directions ever yeah so that's why if a guy comes to me if a man comes to me in the street and asks if they can ask me something i just say no because there's a million other people there and they can choose a man and not me you know what i'm saying
0: that's all because of
1: yeah, it's not, like, men's fault in general. It's the fault of the predators, you know? That, like, we need to be holding those guys accountable and then things will be better. But nobody, more often than not, those people are not held accountable. And that's why we have to live in this world of fear.
0: hmm I think there's a slightest thin line. Yeah.
1: Mm. But, yeah, let's move to a more pleasant discussion on this you were talking about being respectful of old people and like i know in turkey you like kiss someone's hand right
0: oh not just kiss and you take it or and put it in your forehead after you kiss
1: oh right yeah
0: that's a big sign of respect to show someone who's like much older than you
1: you know what memo did that to my grandpa when we went to visit him <laughs> yeah. he well he told him first he said
2: oh that is so this sweet this is
1: this is how you know i show respect in in my country and mm. and he showed him and and my grandpa laughed and they really liked it you know yeah <laughs> that
0: makes you feel that makes you feel superior or something that i know the feeling my brother used to, my brother used to do that sometimes to me really yeah i i know that feeling just for you know like just just for joke but you feel sudden like more superior, like you feel too like you're getting It's not
1: like superiority though, it's like respect.
0: Getting some, yeah, you're getting some respect that that should make you makes you feel better. Makes you feel good. Which is yeah, as an elderly per- as an as an elderly person, I think you deserve that. Yeah. So you got many years to saw before me, especially
1: You put up with a lot of shit over yeah, these you years. Got to put, yeah, <laughs> you have to
0: you have to see like three wars and like mm. many pandemics and <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that used to be a thing here. You know, it, it was like if someone older than you comes in the room, you like stand up, you know?
0: Yeah, that's pretty common. But
1: yeah. now I don't think there is very much etiquette around how you treat your elders anymore.
0: Even sometimes I lose that sense. Mm. Maybe if I'm like not meeting that much elderly people anymore, all of my friends are like much younger. And I guess they're treated very poorly. Yeah. Especially like in New York, it's really hard to be an an old person. Yeah. You know, like everybody's like racing everybody's like racing through the crosswalks. You know, they walk fast and you have crutches and you have to like roll that thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean
1: We we live in a an old run controlled building and most of our neighbors are old, which is quite nice. <laughs> because they don't disturb anyone, and we try to help watch out for them, but they don't go outside very much, you know, because there's no elevator in our building, so it's hard for them to get around, especially in New York. There's a lot of walking to do, and our closest neighbors, they almost, I don't ever see them outside. There's a the elder woman and then her daughter, who who's also quite old. <laughs> she She will go outside. The daughter will help buy stuff, but... Not as not even that often. Mm -hmm. So it's which I guess now we're lucky that there's so many delivery services and that sort of thing for people who have issues leaving their apartment. Yeah. But I I think part of what erodes the respect, the etiquette we show to elders is, well, it's the breakdown of tradition, but it's also I think people feel less inclined sometimes (laughs) sometimes people have a a bit of a frustration with the the earlier generations do you think
0: frustration yes (laughs) definitely
1: which the the family is not quite such a cohesive unit now Mm -hmm. like it used to be you know sometimes your grandparents would live in that in the home with you and you know they don't they're the leaders but they don't have to do much you know,
0: it used to be pretty common in Turkey. Well, my entire childhood, like that, we didn't live in the same apartment, but we lived in the same building always. Mm-hmm. Most of my childhood, I was like 19 years. We lived together in the same uh, same building. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, that used to be maybe in small towns, it's still the same way. But a lot of members of my family lived on the same street like right across the street from each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. on both sides of my family. They mm-hmm. would all live like on the same street basically mm-hmm. if they could. But, you know, of course now the the kids all moved everywhere and <laughs> so that's yeah, that the proximity is not very common anymore either. Oh, yeah. I think one of the biggest parts of etiquette that people think of is around meals and eating. It seems like that's where a lot of rules are at, especially if you think about high society like England, you know, with many utensils and how you should hold your knife. Some of those, it's okay. If we don't need things to be that strict. A lot to learn. Yeah. But I think the tradition is nice if you're going to an extremely formal event, then, <laughs> then it kind of holds some meaning, you know? I'm showing greater respect for this event.
0: Let me ask you this. Let's say you are having a dinner with your family. Mhm. And they're like neighbors around where you live. During dinner, your door
1: The doorbell rings.
0: Yeah, the doorbell rings and then you open the door and neighbors or the neighbor's child in the door. Okay. And that happens regularly. Maybe not not every day, but happens like two or three times in a week. Okay. They just come. They just come to say hi, or they just come to hang out. Well, in Turkey, you have this like neighbors are always at your door. Like you yeah. can be, you can, it can happen like every time of the hour. Yeah. Well, come in. We were just having a dinner. Just take another bowl and join us in the dinner.
1: Yeah. Well, I think sadly in America, there's really not a huge like visiting your neighbors or even knowing them. I think that is long gone. It's been gone for decades. Yeah, you know, actually it's the
0: same in Turkey.
1: But the thing, you might still have like your child's um, friend from the neighborhood will come, you know, play or hang out with them and then you can offer them dinner. I think that's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. But if someone comes to the door, odds are they're probably like a Jehovah's Witness trying to convert you to the religion. And... <laughs> <laughs> If they're not, then they're not going to ask to come inside, and we're not going to invite them inside.
0: Mm, I see. In my household, whenever I see my grandpa, I was expected to greet them almost every day, to go see them every day. And also, whenever I see them, I have to kiss their hand. Wow. Yeah, that that is the first rule. <laughs> even, in, even sometimes in the mornings. <laughs> oh, hey, grandpa. Mm, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And... That was sometimes too tiring, I must admit.
1: Yeah, that's a bit much. But I do think the extra involvement with your grandparents, you know, going to see them. Well, I mean every day is a lot, but it's quite nice.
0: If I if I if I don't go see them like three days in a row or four days in a row, they would start, oh, you haven't come see you haven't come see us in a really long time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Aw.
0: I think yeah, uh, when you become old and you tend to spend your time more alone so you expected to
1: you just got less going on
0: less going on so you you expected people around you i can understand that
1: yeah are they are they still around yeah they still so now that when you go back there they're gonna say "Ebo, you haven't come to see us us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) i finally come yeah you're lucky you didn't see us in the graveyard so
1: (laughs) (laughs) jeez yeah, I. This always makes me like think. I need to call my grandparents more often. <laughs> I think about them all the time. I miss them.
0: Yeah, me too. But I'm a more more friendly with my mom's father. Mm-hmm. And I have a more like informal language when I talk to him. Not like a friend, of course, but you know, I can easily make more jokes. And both of them are big soccer fan. The one one's pretty common thing we do, watching a soccer game <laughs> every week. Yeah, which was pretty nice. And then me sitting for ninety minutes, the end of the the soccer game, I would have to like ask permission if I have to move my legs. What? I expect to sit like this, my two legs touching the floor. You know when sometimes you need to change the position of your legs when you're sitting. You get like
1: You need to shift positions. Yeah, you need to shift positions sometimes.
0: If if I have to do that.
1: You have to ask?
0: I have to ask. Oh I have to ask like, oh grandpa, um, do you mind if I like take my leg or to another?
1: What? That's crazy.
0: Yeah, because changing your position.
1: How is that a disturbance to anyone, though?
0: It's not. It, I think it's pretty old tradition.
1: Yeah, from ancient times. From ancient <laughs> times. That must be coming from somewhere, though. There must be some reason.
0: I mean, he would never say no, because you can't sit in the same position for, like, several hours. Yeah. That would be, that would be torture. That would be, like, FBI interrogating me, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. God.
0: When I was a kid, I was taught to ask first.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah. I'm coming from a really <laughs> decent family. <laughs> but they change that that changes a lot. Me, I want that for my kid or for my grandchildren. Maybe I do, you know? It feels nice. <laughs> <laughs> really? To be asked around <laughs> feel the authoritarian person in the family. I'm just I'm just kidding. But um no. I wouldn't have too much of a control over people around me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't think I need any of that. <laughs> Just be nice to me and come talk to me. And that that's it. You don't need to ask my permission to uh, move your leg. <laughs> so this one, I liked this article, the 21 most surprising etiquette rules from around the world. And this is from Insider. Okay, in Afghanistan, when bread is dropped on the floor, it's lifted and kissed. Mm. I guess Middle East, they love their yep. bread, respect bread at all costs.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> what we believe is our agriculture was found in Middle East.
1: Which it was, no? Right,
0: and uh, I think the bread was the first thing they learned to produce.
1: Bread's pretty stinking old. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, but they don't do that with wine.
1: But well, you can't really kiss wine. <laughs> you might try if you're <laughs> having a great night. Touch might. my lips, you know? <laughs> I love you, wine. <laughs> yeah, but the, the bread obsession. Show respect to the bread. That's what Memo says.
0: Because of hunger that has been going on hmm. over centuries. Because uh, it was always like war, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, a little form of gratitude you kiss your bread and you're saying, you know, thank you for feeding me. Thank you. <laughs> Chile. Chileans always use utensils. Is it Chil- Chileans? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's bad manners to touch any part of your meal with your hands. Well, what? how do you eat pizza though?
0: <laughs> or how do you eat la majun or pide? <laughs>
1: yeah. With a fork, I guess. I mean, I, I prefer not to eat with my hands, but that's not even true. I don't know why I said that. That's a lie. I eat with my hands all the time. I even eat salad with my hands. (laughs) Uh China. In China, a host can tell that you enjoyed the meal when you've made a mess around your table and leaving just a bit of food on your plate shows that you're full and and you had enough to eat. Although it's rude to leave any rice left over in your bowl. Belching is another way of complimenting the host on the food and isn't considered rude. Also, they really slurp noodles really loud that shows that you like it i don't i don't know i don't like noisy eaters but
0: yeah when it comes to noodles i think you don't have that much of a choice
1: (laughs) yeah true
0: i try not to by the way but yeah there's no way i can like make no sound
1: well they like try to i don't think this is just just china a lot of places they try to be extra loud with their noodles slurping
0: oh yeah that's probably yeah that would make me really angry
1: (laughs) Ugh. and for them you can leave a bit of food on the plate not rice but in turkey i think they don't let you you gotta you can't even it.
0: left a stain in your
1: you gotta lick it out you
0: have to yeah <laughs> you have to use the bread and then you know scoop all the leftovers <laughs> yeah even when like there is no way you can use your utensils anymore you know not much of that not much oh of my food, god let's <laughs> remains of the soup or let's say like remains of the Uh, used to you have to. I mean, it considered a good thing if you do it. It's also like Prophet Muhammad would do. Oh, yeah. Always. So if you're a good Muslim, you kind of follow him. You know, you know where I'm coming from.
1: Oh, yeah. They (laughs) try to live their lives exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly (laughs) like him, and like yeah, taking taking him as a as a role model. You know what I mean? So
1: to the extreme, not just pray and be a good person. Like no, not just that. Dress like him act like um everything.
0: Yes, people, I mean, I respect that, but I don't find it
1: I think it's goofy. I don't
0: I don't like that much of big beard. And there was also like there was no barbershops back then. And there was like not razor blades and right. Scissors and it was kind of like really hard to shave. Yeah. There was like no technology. You tend to like grow your hair, grow your beard that doesn't mean that you should be doing that for the rest of your life. But anyway, <laughs> it, it's not up to me to say...
1: No, I, I agree with Being in a Muslim perspective.
0: Saying. As a matter of fact, they mock you like, oh, you look like less of a Muslim now.
1: Yeah. This one's from Egypt. It's customary in Egypt to wait for someone else to refill your glass and for you to refill your neighbor's glass when needed. Glass is less than half full, it needs refilling. If your neighbor forgets to refill your glass... You can let them know it needs to be refilled by pouring a little more drink into their glass. <laughs> it's never acceptable, however, to refill your own glass. Oh. But I think this is, happens in Turkey, too. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, a person that's, like, the designated tea refiller. <laughs> and it's... You had that moment? Yeah, you... It's usually, like, the kid, the young kid doing it. Or it's a woman. mm yeah. And there's the refill person and yeah. they don't get mad at you for refilling, but they, they want to do it for you.
0: Yeah. There's always a person that, who is willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you know, like but I I d I don't like I don't do it. Sorry. Oh I'm always my like gosh. I always choose the uh coziest place in the in the table so that I cannot reach the teapot. So my glass always gets filled
2: <laughs> by
0: someone else.
1: <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like refilling my own glass. I wouldn't be happy there because I drink a lot of water. Like, I probably drink like three glasses of water Mm. at dinners. So I can't wait for people. And I'm going to drink it all too. They're going to be mad at me.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) From England. Pass the port to the left and know the Bishop of Norwich. In England, port is continuously passed to the left side of the table until it's finished. Some say this has to do with naval tradition. The port side of the boat is on your left if you're facing the helm. But the true reason is unclear. If the port is not passed, it's considered impolite to ask for it. Instead, a neighbor can ask the person who has it, Do you know the Bishop of Norwich? If they reply that they don't know him, the response is, He's a very good chap, but he always forgets to pass the port.
0: (laughs) That's something that I'm not familiar with.
1: I've never heard this before in my life. This has got to be like an old, obscure thing. I like it, though. Bishop of Norwich. He must have been a piece of work if people are talking about how he doesn't pass the port. (laughs) Uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopians consider it wasteful to eat with utensils or with more than one plate for a group.
0: Oh, I heard that. Yeah.
1: Dinners share one plate and eat with their right hand. In some parts of Ethiopia, a tradition called gursha is practiced in which people feed each other. Yeah, I've definitely had, like, Ethiopian food in New York, and I don't think they give out utensils where I no. went, and you definitely yeah, you have like the the bread to eat with and only one plate, yeah, for the group.
0: that's a lot of involvement yeah, by other people
1: less dishes to wash at the end of the day so, yeah,
0: that's definitely i mean i used I used to do that I mean when I was a kid, like yeah, sometimes in eating the same plate, but we use utensils, and yeah. But it's fine, as long as that person is sanitary.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, not, like, licking their fingers and then going back in. Yeah. You know what's weird, what I considered weird? In my family at, like, holidays, we have the food all laid out on the kitchen counter, and then everyone takes their plate and their utensils and, like, puts what food they want on their plate, and then they sit down at the table. But here, I always have, like, a bunch of Turkish people over for Thanksgiving. And usually they want me to like make their plate for them. Or you have to tell them, okay, go get it now. They don't they're usually like waiting for it to come to them.
0: Mm. Oh, I mean the dinner itself?
1: Yeah, the food. Oh. Everyone's always confused. They prefer it for sure if I make their plate for them. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, it's fine. I don't care. But I'm just for me, I'm like, I I just want to like choose what I like, you know. So that's why I'm I'm like, well, what if they don't want all this, you know? <laughs> that's what that's what my thought is.
0: No, no, I don't like to be served like that.
1: But then they, and then they have to eat everything too. That's like the, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, even if they get something they don't really like, they got to eat their whole plate.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, there is, let me tell you, this, there hasn't been nothing that I didn't like to eat that you cooked, so.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> Every time, like most of Thanksgiving, so.
1: I like Thanksgiving. It's a great holiday. Um, France. The French never eat bread as an appetizer. Instead, it's eaten with the meal and is used as a utensil to scoop up food off the plate and into your mouth. Bread is even directly placed on the table as a knife or fork would be.
0: Yeah, same. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's how Turkish people would eat with, with bread.
1: That's how so many places eat, though. I don't think that's just a France thing. That's like all over Europe. Yeah. Yeah, and Turkey, of course. That one wasn't a good one. Georgia. The country of Georgia. Mm -hmm. In Georgia, toasting lasts for hours. Everyone at the table goes around in a circle making toasts before emptying their glasses in one big sip. Once every person at the table has made a toast, they go around the circle again. 10 to 15 small glasses per person are typically consumed in an evening and Georgians only toast with wine or vodka or with beer if they wish someone bad luck. Oh my goodness.
0: 10 to 15.
1: Well, they say small glasses, but damn, that's still... I, I do like going around the room and having everyone talk. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, never done that. What well, we did at Thanksgiving, everyone said one thing they're thankful for. Do you oh,
0: remember? Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I do. I had the best speech of all Turkish.
1: Oh, really? You of know what? All... I remember you saying you were thankful for your skincare routine.
2: <laughs> 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 Which, Sorry. aren't we all?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I don't remember saying that, but I probably said that, yeah.
1: No, you did. I'm not lying.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. That's so me.
2: (laughs) That's
1: so funny. Okay, so this one is not just Hungary, but they're making it about Hungary. They said, Austrians, they make eye contact while toasting. It's said the Austrians celebrated Hungary's defeat in the 1848 revolution by clinking their beers together and some Hungarians are still hung up on it. So be courteous and don't clink your beer glasses. As for other drinks, it's rude if you give cheers without making direct eye contact. Okay, so you don't, you don't clink your, your glass when you toast, and you have to look them in the eye.
0: Mm. That's nice.
1: I think that's in the Netherlands. They stare at you with intensity when you're toasting and i had someone tell me that too they're like why did you look away when we toasted i'm like i don't know i don't pay attention to where i'm looking when i toast but they're really weird about it
0: yeah it sounds like a viking tradition
1: it's fine like if you're used to that but it's really weird to suddenly like (laughs) (laughs) looking at someone like that italy If your pizza doesn't have Parmesan on it, it's not a good idea to ask for it. Putting Parmesan on pizza is considered a culinary sin in Italy. Mm -hmm. But they have a lot of things in Italy with their traditional foods. There are rules around how it's prepared Mm -hmm. traditionally, which I think now they're just starting to be a little more open. But like here we put pesto on a a sandwich all the time right Uh. but in italy that is like an insane thing to do pesto only goes on the pasta but i did hear my friend was talking about this guy who's a a really well-known chef in italy he created this new dish which is lasagna but instead of noodles it's made with bread Which sounds Mm. like if you eat, like, one bite, you're going to be full. (laughs) It's like a cake of tomato and meat. (laughs) Wow. So, anyway, I guess now people are starting to get a little more open to it, but... Mm. Inuit tribes. You're probably not visiting any Inuit tribes soon, but it's interesting to know that this culture shows appreciation through flatulence. Yes, a good meal is praised by letting one rip afterwards. (laughs) I don't like that. Oh, Japan, slurp your food to say thank you. When eating noodles or soup, slurping is a sign of appreciation for the chef. The louder the slurp, the greater the thanks. So yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. Okay. Korea. If you want to be seen as sociable in Korea, always say yes to the first drink, but don't be the first pour. You must first pour for others before you go for that refill or just ask someone to do it for you if you just can't wait. Okay. More drinking and pouring rules. Too complicated. Um This says in the Middle East you should only use your right hand.
0: Yeah, that's so true.
1: Also parts also Indian parts of Africa eating with your right hand. That's a thing like people notice if you're eating with your left hand i should have kept that in mind i don't know in russia vodka is always drunk neat adding any mixer even ice is seen as polluting vodka's purity the only exception is beer which when mixed with vodka produces a drink called yorsh also offering someone a drink is a sign of trust and friendship and turning it down is very offensive okay have you ever like taken a a drink from someone to be polite and then dump it in the plant afterwards
2: (laughs) um not
0: that i remember (laughs) of.
1: okay tanzania hide the soles of your feet eating on a carpet or mat in tanzania is customary but showing the soles of your feet is seen as impolite which also in thailand they have a thing about feet shouldn't point your feet at someone feet are considered dirty body Mm -hmm. parts some places are pretty big on feet
0: yeah, that's reasonable.
1: Yeah, but that's something you have to be aware of. And certain places, even how you're like moving your body could potentially offend someone. You gotta study up. I feel
2: like. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Going some places. But yeah, that's that's the end of that.
0: Well, it was good to know all about these things. Thing is, I'm not gonna remember any of them after five minutes later.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> eh, okay.
0: If I tend to, if I tend to go the east part of Asia. I guess I'm going to have to study it again.
1: But the thing is, I think people all around the world are understanding of tourists not knowing Oh yeah, things. So it's not like, it's a nice thing to know. I'm sure people would appreciate those little manner rules, but they're probably not going to judge you too
2: much.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know it's funny that we're talking about? manners this week
2: because
1: i've been having kind of a dilemma maybe you can help me oh i i feel like some men from turkey they don't give a lot of respect to a woman in conversation like i keep having this happen where if i'm talking the guys will just talk over me like as if no one was talking especially if they're going to talk in turkish to memo and you know, I was speaking in English.
0: Well, that doesn't surprise me.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: If it's, I mean, if it's happening constantly.
1: Well, Memo says sometimes the problem is they're talking to him, and if they don't really know him that well, they might not feel comfortable talking to his girlfriend.
0: But I mean, if you talk directly to them, to them, that should mean something. Like you know, that should mean something to consider.
1: Well. I'm. I may not be talking directly to them, but I am talking to someone that they want to talk to. And mm. then instead of waiting for me to be finished talking, they just talk over me.
0: Oh shit. Okay. That is. Well, I see.
1: Anyway, defend your country to me now.
0: No, I'm not, I'm, <laughs>
1: no,
0: I'm not gonna defend. There should be no reason. I think um, most of them are like they usually talk like talk in our native language. Yeah. So. Maybe it is, like, easier to explain to Memo other than you, but I believe you. I'm just trying to find a reason.
1: I think they don't understand me that well, and I think if you are putting less meaning on what I'm saying, then it doesn't, like, if that just sounds like gobbledygook to you, you you feel like, okay, I'm just going to ignore that. My brain's going to ignore that, Mm -hmm. kind of. Maybe that's why.
0: They should at least acknowledge you. Oh, okay, I see. Can you you give me an example?
1: A lot of them don't even look at me either. They won't look at my face. The reason I bring this up, because this happened with our roommate. I was talking to Memo. He came home. As I'm saying something, I was talking to him Mm -hmm. and then he suddenly starts talking over me as if no one was speaking. Oh. And this happens to me a lot and that's why I'm like becoming crazy because I don't know. Should I just start cussing them out?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you should. Did it ever happen to me?
1: What? You you mean you did it ever? No. You sure? No, I think I would remember that. (laughs) That's awful. Yeah, it is. Thank you. But Memo doesn't stick up for me because he doesn't even notice that it happens. Oh. But I had this conversation with him and I was like, if you don't correct them in the moment...
0: It's going to keep happening.
1: I'm going to explode and, like, you're going to feel embarrassed by me. So mm, that's no why way. you need to be aware. Oh, yeah. Anyway, well, I was having this conversation with Memo, like, is it because I'm a woman specifically, do you think? Or or if I was an American guy talking, would they still talk over me, do you think? It's,
0: oh, it feels like I never done that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: Well, it's not all turkish men it's just like I there's like, a I, can,
0: I cannot predict the real reason seriously
1: i think it's their lack of english i think that's a big part Probably of the lack
0: of english yeah and i'm sorry to say this but i cannot i can't see in some some relation be, between the gender and this you know oh really i mean maybe a little tiny part of it okay just a little tiny part not a whole reason sometimes like being like respectful and talkative to to a female in Turkey while there's a guy next to her. Not everywhere, of course, but some guys consider that that you're being flirtatious with that woman.
1: Well, see, that's what I think it is, though, sometimes. Not completely. Mm -hmm. I think that is part of it.
0: Part of it. One of my cousins married. I wasn't, like, allowed to talk to her that I spent almost all whole childhood of with her being like friend like being more much yeah, like yeah. sister you know and then when she she got married and then this this guy came that i never knew of in my life just married her that doesn't mean like i'm, I'm not going to be able to like talk to her
1: what was her husband trying to say to you don't talk to her that much or no, what like or was it an also character? my family like
0: it's 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 family wise also other other members of my family too like they, they were, were doing what I will not be able to sit next to her. Weird. Yeah. That would consider it wrong. When it comes to like talking informally, like making jokes and talking a little funny, that would like considered bad.
1: Because it's disrespectful to the husband, is to, that uh,
0: to the husband or it's against the Islamic some sort of Islamic old well, tradition. Is,
1: I felt like it was kind of an Islamic cultural thing but as I mean... well. Because that just implies, though, ownership of her, does it not?
0: Yeah. I mean, most of the guys who come here, they're not even, like, religious. I don't understand why do they have this kind of behavior here, you know? Yeah. None of them are religious. Most of them are drinks. <laughs> well, they just have...
1: because they drink doesn't mean that they don't try to behave, like, in the proper way in other I, parts of their life.
0: I, I, don't, I, I don't understand, like, so... When you talk, when you're having a conversation with Memo, and then they arrive, they start talking over you, they don't let you finish. Yeah. That is fucked up.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It is so disrespectful.
1: But when it happened last time, I was, like, trying to give him, like, a look to say I was talking, you know, as he's, like, having a conversation with Memo, and he doesn't look at my face. Like that's a thing too. They don't look at my face. Like he didn't even see that I was pissed because Mm. it's like I'm a fucking brick wall or something, (laughs) you know. Mm. Anyway, it's been something I'm dealing with lately.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe we should be more aware of that.
1: Well, I don't think it's a problem with you. It's not like every single person from Turkey is like this, you know, just certain people. Mm. But it is like a thing. That's what makes me think it's cultural because it's something. I you know I don't notice that with other people, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that upsets me, upsets me a lot. A lot, I mean, seeing my countrymen like this.
1: Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, not that you're upset, but you know what I mean. Okay. The thing you should treat people who might be in a more vulnerable position to you, from you, like you should give that person extra consideration. I don't think you should treat treat a woman differently or vice versa or whatever treat genders differently but it's that consciousness of if someone is a a more vulnerable person than you you should be conscious of that when interacting with them of course that's what we were talking about with the someone being feeling like they're being followed by a a man walking behind them Uh of course if a man is in front of you and a woman's in front of you you walk the same way but There should be, like, some consciousness of their position. Sometimes it's rude to not acknowledge a power imbalance, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And on another note, I think if someone is telling you, oh, what you just did or what just happened in my country, in my culture, that's considered rude. You know, like, if someone tells that to you, there's a reason they want to tell you that. They want their discomfort to be acknowledged. I don't think it's always them asking you to change your behavior, like especially if you're in a different country and like that's just how people behave. But nobody likes to feel like people around them are being rude all the time and like no one's saying anything. I think it's good to ask questions to people about what is customary and why something might be rude and just Give them some acknowledgement. That's something I think that could be encountered in a place like New York quite a
0: bit. No, there's too much to consider.
1: (gasps) I don't think it's too many things, but it is, it can be a lot to think about when cultures like are colliding like that, you Mm -hmm. know? But I think people will always feel better about an interaction if you are listening to them, asking them to explain something to you or just like being understanding or even curious about about their perspective. I think if you're demonstrating that to someone, they're not going to say that you're a rude person.
0: Well, the manners have changed over the last century. Do you think men, manners of men towards women has changed positively?
1: Yes, it has. But I think it's changed in in both positive and negative ways. Uh Because I think in a lot of places, women aren't like put on the pedestal like they were in the past, you know, which is a good thing because that implies like equality. If you're like placing someone as you're your equal, that's a, like that's a good thing. But there's also people feel more free now to point out the fact that they might be attracted to you or or, you know. Something something to that nature. Like, now it's so relaxed that (laughs) they might make a lewd comment to you and not not think twice about it. But there's still a lot of places where, like, women are just treated strangely, like, in in a culture.
0: Yeah, fortunately there is. I think there will always be.
1: I hope not. I mean, I hope 10,000 years from now. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's either this, like, you know, women... Are on the pedestal, like this kind of untouchable, like perfect creature or whatever. Or there's like women are property and that's my wife and she belongs to me and she can't do anything without me saying. You know, like there's both of those things. I mean, in some cultures, those exist like simultaneously too. I don't think it's quite as bad in the West, honestly. I'm happy, like, I grew up where I did in terms of gender equality, because I do think that men and women, like, treat each other mostly as equals, but I see, like, that there's still a lot of weirdness about it in other parts of the
2: world.
0: Okay. Now, as a man, you feel like sometimes, I feel like I should be protective. Hmm. I don't want to sound misogynistic, but just, just...
1: No, you don't. I mean, I think that's, like, one of the thing. The good aspects of like masculinity because we talk about toxic masculinity all the time in the West, but I think that wanting to protect others, maybe weaker than you or whatever, is like a positive masculine trait. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. I do feel that way. Like sometimes if I'm outside and there's like a guy that I feel like I give bad vibes from him, if he seems kind of creepy or acting strange. If I see like another normal behaving man around me, then I feel better. Because I feel like most people are normal, you know, and most people are willing to help each other to a small extent if one of them's in danger. So, like, if I see a normal behaving man, I feel like if worse came to worse, he would protect me. <laughs> Maybe that's naive. I don't know, but.
0: And that's a good manner to have.
1: That's a little beyond manners. That's more like
0: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: being a decent human being, yeah.
0: Well, um, we as a Mediterranean person or people, we like physical touch. Yeah. And I guess like that's considered less I think
1: less acceptable. Less
0: acceptable in mm-hmm. other countries. But for us it's the I mean, of course if you do too much that's <laughs> then it becomes weird. Becomes weird and then <laughs>
1: I wish the whole world would, was like that. I feel like so many places, people need physical touch and it's like cultures have made it awkward. And that's just, it's something like so natural to us. I'm envious of <laughs> the Mediterranean people. When I was, um, we were visiting in Ankara, one of my most close childhood friends, and you know, she wanted me to eat when we were there at her home. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and I really wasn't hungry, but she really wanted me to. And and she was like feeding me nuts. Like she was putting them in my mouth. Ugh. No, it was like the sweetest moment of my life. Like it, I oh, felt it? like a like a baby bird.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. It was just, I've never felt that experience. I don't know. I just felt like she was so sweet.
0: She, was she older than you? Yeah. Mm.
1: Not by a, a large margin, but mm-hmm. I think I've discussed this before with you. In the Midwest, it's awkward for men to like hug each other or like show like that physical affection. Mm. And it's so sad to me because I feel like that's necessary. Like people need physical touch and we've just denied that to ourselves through a weird culture. Yeah. But I feel comfortable being in, in Turkey. People, well, obviously, like, men weren't touching me. <laughs> like, women were touching me. But once you realize that's how it is, it does feel comfortable mm-hmm. because I think it's just a natural thing.
0: Yeah. It wasn't considered to be have, uh, like, a bad manner, right?
1: What is? To be,
0: like, being too physical and touchy.
1: I think it's, it, it can be. Especially if someone tells you, I'm not a hugger or oh, yeah, definitely. if someone is kind of prickling to you touching them and you ignore that, then it's like, okay, then you're being rude. Mm-hmm. If someone shows that they're not receptive to that and you continue, then then that's, well, that's almost veering into assault territory. But at work, there's this whole thing about in New York right now, preventing workplace sexual assault. It's like a huge that You have to receive training in that. I think in most jobs, you might pat someone on their shoulder, but that is the most you can <laughs> do at work. Mm. Anything beyond that is probably going to be seen as a violation.
0: It's not that complicated, actually. But yeah, for us, we work in an environment, we feel most comfortable when we become like good friends with them, mm. the people we work. I think that's not a necessity, necessity, and it shouldn't be. But I guess, yeah, you tend to have more of a intimate relationship between your your teammates. Yeah, that doesn't happen all the time, of course. I think we tend to do that. Mm-hmm. You could have a, a friendly environment where you can feel more happy, like, like yeah, happier. Yeah. You know,
1: of course, everyone's gonna be happier if they can have like friendly relationships with the people they work with. But I think it's if someone is more of a loner or something, they shouldn't feel like pressured to, you know. Oh, yeah, be... definitely
0: they shouldn't. It's it's more of like a being a being a bro or being a.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're you know you have to respect the hierarchy of the workplace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You might be bros with your coworkers, but it's still like very important that there's like some kind of line between you and your boss, even if you are friends with them. There's hierarchy mm-hmm. <laughs> happening which I think in a lot of Asian cultures, that is magnified. You should not be focused on the individual. You should be focused on the person above you in the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. That person gets the attention and gets the most voice. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Work is, I don't know, work culture is getting weirder and weirder in the US by the day, I feel like. But there's still something about like, it's not as typical for you to be like besties with your boss.
0: Talk about the impact of social media to manners. While well, I'm seeing these people, they have like big numbers of fans and they tend to tease other people. Some of them, their parents.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Makes me sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Online, it doesn't feel like real life.
0: To oh, definitely.
1: Because you don't have a person in front of you and, Sometimes you can be anonymous too. There's no accountability to you. And yeah, I think sometimes people feel they feel like it's okay to say certain things because that is just like a faceless entity on the internet. And when people who have like a bunch of followers like that, you can't think about those people's individuals. There's some study about after a certain Influencers have a certain number of followers. They can no longer perceive differences number of followers. Once you get to like I don't know ten thousand followers or whatever it is, it's like okay, you get more and more people, but you your mind cannot like comprehend that how many people are watching you. It doesn't make a difference to you after a certain point cognitively. And I think all of this to say that people don't see humanity online. They just see written words.
0: Just a lot of people having fun. It's all about having fun.
1: Well, I think it should be fun, but not at someone else's expense.
0: No, I just, I don't know. I just, I just find it weird making videos like that. And also, I find it weird that people are watching it and liking it.
1: You feel weird about people seeing you do what?
0: Teasing other people, like teasing your parents in front of the camera and then. Oh. It's not up to me. I'm not a big social media guy. I do have social media. I to just use that for, like, following my hobbies, which is, is cars and motorsports. I don't know. There are some more valuable things to do in your life.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely true. I just don't begrudge anyone enjoying the online world. <laughs> I think if we're talking about etiquette online, it's it is a very different world. The, the rules of etiquette, Online are a little more lax than in in real life, but you should okay. Let's say like texting someone. If you are on the phone with someone, you know you don't just like end the conversation and just hang up. You like say bye to them or whatever. But if you're texting someone, you might not like respond to them for <laughs> a long time. That's not considered faux pas, really, is it? Mm-hmm. And I guess like there are manners about not making rude comments to people online, and something that you hear a lot is people saying, "Just let people enjoy things." Right? Mm-hmm. You will get called out if you try to like bash on something that people are just enjoying. I feel like you have um, kind of a pessimistic view of social media. You think that More,
0: most likely, yes, it's
1: a uh, it's a frivolous activity, and yeah.
0: It's mostly show off. Over the years, it, it becomes more of keep us updated. Especially when I was coming here to the U.S., some of my friends were like, "Oh, please share things on social media, <laughs> so we, we can see like where you go." Like, and uh, I, I was like, kind of surprised about to hear that. You know, yeah, that they would want to see. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Rather than sending them individually, they can have a knowledge about what you're doing, and also they, as a person, they know you. Maybe they don't feel like you know that like you're showing off you don't have that, then I have it, you know?
1: Well, I think it shows like an interesting difference. If you are in person with someone, someone's visiting you and you're like, you pull out your phone and you're showing them pictures of your vacation and your brand new car and all the delicious food you ate, that's going to be bragging and showing off. But online, if you are showing beautiful vacations you went to, nice food you ate, that's not showing off, that's sharing your life with people, quote-unquote. Mm. There's a difference.
0: I want to still do that to food. The scenic views, yeah.
1: I like, I like some of it. But, okay, if you follow someone and you're friends with them and they're posting a bunch of stuff that you find, you personally, I mean, find disfavorable, posting a bunch of pictures of their food or, like, the fancy hotel they rented or whatever, you know. What's going to be your reaction to that? <laughs>
0: I don't care. Yeah. I would feel happy for them. Yeah. They're just not my style.
1: <laughs> well, there's there's just definitely a set of etiquette around interacting on social media that's just like different from true life. Because if so you're different. making public comments, you know, in the public space for everyone to see, that's different than if you like just ran into them mm-hmm. on the street. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can send messages, implicit messages through social media and online.
0: To an individual person?
1: Yeah. I mean, okay, this is something, maybe you don't notice this because you're not like a big social media guy, but people will, you can see who watches your story on Instagram, right? And you know who's following you. Mm -hmm. And if someone is feeling like, They want to cut you out or they want to show like they're not interested in you. They might like intentionally like not watch your story. Mm -hmm. Or they might mute their story like so that you can't see it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that happens so much. People are sending like these implicit messages, usually intentionally. I feel like there's a lot of like coded messagery being sent on these apps. You may not catch in real life.
0: Yeah, for me. I like what I learned from the past when it comes to manner wise. Yeah, I kind of find sort of an appreciation in that.
1: It's nice that there are, in tradition, overt ways that we would show respect because now you might not see a lot of signs that someone respects you. It's, it's nice that, that we can have like certain things that signify that.
0: Mm-hmm. I think like I appreciate the manners, <laughs> really do.
1: Oh, yeah, I appreciate manners up until the point where they are oppressive and like restricting your connection to somebody else, which some etiquette rules, I think, do kind of hinder social connection. Sometimes they can go too far. But up until the point where they're actually like holding you back conversationally. Before that point, they're usually quite nice. They're just helping people feel comfortable and respected. Yada, yada. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, I'm I'm ready to go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This was Intercultural Podcast. And thank you for listening to us.
1: Thank you. And we will see you guys next week.
0: Next week. Off air. (laughs) (laughs) Please follow us on social media. You can't find
1: us. <laughs> Sorry, feel like, you're like, please do social media, <laughs> even though I hate it. <laughs> Email us at interculturepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on social media at interculturepod.